I'm so sorry. But I am just like I am just like a mum who's like, yes, my child is the best. <laughs> my child is the best producer that you have ever met in your whole life. Oh, hello. Right now I'm with Intentionally Cold. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, oh god, we can do something else. <laughs> I just hate like I don't want to do like a radio voice. I I don't want to do that anyway. Um, this is why I'm lying down because it makes me feel like a lot. Like I'm not gonna like start putting on a voice that's gonna be really like for people to listen to rather than how I actually speak. That's maybe I should be doing that. I don't know. Hello, uh, my name's Annabelle, and today I'm with Intentionally Cold. Hey. So. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. I'm 21. I'm a producer from South East London. I DJ as well. Mm -hmm. That's kind of mostly what I do. I also do artwork here and there. I take pictures. Mm -hmm. I do some styling. Yeah. Mm. How long have you been making as Intentionally Cold? Um, and did you have any projects under any different names before that? So I've been producing as Intentionally Cold for three years. I started producing when I was 11, 12, but then stopped and then started producing as Intentionally Cold. I'm not going to say my other producer name, but I, <gasps> oh, no, I, I have a SoundCloud. And oh, please, you If you can to. find it, you can find it. Like, it's got my actual name in it, so <gasps> look for it that way. Oh, my God. I can't wait to listen. How did you get into producing? Um, I just wanted to make music, in all honesty. Like, I had tunes on the radio that I would, like, think, oh, I can edit it this way, like, if I wanted to. Mm. Like, I've always thought about sampling tracks rather than producing with my own sounds first mm. so that's how I started producing like editing tracks together cutting them up and that fits very much into like grime I suppose and like refix culture and stuff yeah. like that and that's kind of where I started when I was younger what were you using when you were younger to make your stuff on garage band and then moved on to logic and oh. I still use logic now oh really um so as well as uh like your solo work is intentionally cold you're also involved in HMRC, yeah. who are very mysterious. and Yeah, it's um, just a collective of producers. Like, so it's me, my friends, Calcifer, Pound Shop, Engine, Smarter Child, DJ Dexter. Yeah, that's us. How did you all get started? Was it something that you started together? Was it something that you started? Was it something you were approached to join? So... I'll talk a bit about like the background between my relationship with Pound Shop, I yeah, suppose. Please. So I stopped producing, met Pound Shop, and he was producing, and he taught me how to use Logic again, because I didn't know how to use it at this point. I'd stopped producing for so long. And yeah, we just kind of went from there. Like, we built up a friendship doing that, just like hanging out with each other and like making edits or whatever here mm. and there. And then met Tommy Engine online and realized that he was producing as well listen to his stuff which is great i love it and like i don't know i kind of just want to like push my friends you know yeah. and if we can do that all together then that's something i want to do calcifer as well that's my cousin mm -hmm. um i didn't know that he produced but he started seeing me he saw me start doing stuff as intentionally cold so mm -hmm. like when i had my show 
on radio he had all of that stuff and then approached me and i was like what the fuck like you do sick stuff as well so yeah Mm. i i see so much of hmrc being like what you said like promoting your friends and like teaching smart a child how to mix yeah 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 and kind of you really strike me as a bit of like a mentor to like some of the members in the group i just always do want to help where i can Mm. and push where i can i don't really want to do this alone I suppose mm-hmm. I don't want to be a producer DJ by myself and it just be all about me I want it to be about other people as well Lovely. something that I see is like very central to like your work is intentionally cold but also HMRC is visual identity and branding and I have like loads of questions to ask you about this uh, and the first thing that I like really really want to ask you about is the little intentionally cold figure and how you came up with it um that just came from again not wanting to be personally at the forefront of what i do and it being about the music and the sound and not being a figure to look to was it a was it a little character that you came up with after you like became it was cold? after i became okay. intentionally cold and i was like right well i don't really want to be seen i yeah. don't i don't i didn't feel ready to i'm okay with it now and like i don't mind playing out and stuff but i just kind of wanted to hide away and just like put out what i put out mm. and have it be a faceless thing but there's still also be an idea of what i look like or who i am i suppose yeah um so the character was my idea but i didn't actually design it my friend luke threw it oh. With a lot of my visual stuff, I'll either come up with the idea for it and work with someone else on it, uh-huh. or I'll do it myself. It depends on whether I don't know. I've got some restrictions. I can't do everything. Yeah, yeah. Because we we were just we were just talking about the work that you've done for other people, like off off record, um, and the Polonis cover that you shot, like what like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. You've managed to create like such a recognisable brand. That as soon as I saw that cover, I was like, you are behind this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, intentionally cold has done this cover mm-hmm. and I know it and I didn't even need to ask you. And like, if people listening haven't seen the cover, it's like someone's desk, right? And it yeah, just it's meant has... to be like a producer's bedroom, yeah. basically. Um, I liked the bottle of Iron Brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polonis is from Scotland, so put oh. in a few references. So you've done that, and then have you? Is it correct that you've done like your Tobago tracks covers, or like yeah, or being collaborated very yeah. with? I've collaborated with Curtly, Innocent, like Innocent Pressure mm-hmm. on stuff as well. Yeah, mm. you're obviously a very creative person. Anyone who's seen you in real life knows that you have a sensational sense of style. You said that you've done some styling. I'm sorry, because every time I see you, I'm, like, talking about your outfit. But I think it's because I'm just jealous that I just, like, dress really boring. But um, you don't. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm also, like, really fascinated about, like, you as a creative Mm. or just as a creative person. So when I didn't want to push being a producer as a career, I went to university and did an art foundation mm-hmm. and was looking into going into fashion that's what I was interested in I wanted to thought I wanted to be a designer uh-huh. but very quickly realized that I was more interested in 
visual identity and creating an overall image rather than actually creating individual products like designing mm. garments I didn't want to do that yeah I liked you know putting things that already existed together and making them look a certain way and creating mm. an identity through that yeah so then went on to study art direction mm. and that's what I'm kind of putting into HMRC I suppose is like by signing all of these covers or whatever yeah. is creating that visual identity for us all yeah and especially especially for the artists who have like come up through hmrc rather than those who have been making before they mm -hmm. got involved as well you can tell that they've kind of been nudged in ways by you to like you know make sure that their presentation is like good and clear yeah um when smarter child wanted to start putting their edits and mixes and stuff up they said to me will you please just like design my soundcloud page i want it to look like a blog mm. i want it to like be reminiscent of like blogs and like old youtube videos etc like that windows yeah. um xp format because their name is um the smarter robot child. the robot that you'd speak to on msn if oh, you're abroad god i I used to feel so bad for Smarter Child. Like, we were so mean to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> me personally, I was never mean to Smarter Child because I was raised right. Yeah, I was super I nice to Smarter Child. Still am. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone ever try and, like, have it with Smarter Child as if they're the no, computer Smarter no Child? No one can touch Smarter Child. Yeah, I was going to say, what would you do? <laughs> They've evolved. Uh, and then I guess the final, like, question that I really wanted to ask you was whether you see your background in like visual art, merchandising, um, yeah. informing your work as a musician, or it's the other way around. It's, you know, your career as a musician that informs the uh, decisions that you make artistically. I think they really work hand in hand. I mm. think with the sound that I create and put out, the scene behind that, the grime scene, pushes through into what I want to do visually. With that, I suppose it's all very reminiscent of old mixtape covers yeah. and stuff like that. And actually, the nostalgia of looking back over the grime scene and other scenes like it in the UK are what lead both my musical production work and also my visual work. There is like a specific way that I go about creating music, which is that I will have a title for the track before I make it because I'll make it to the mood that I'm in. So for example, all right for some of my EP, I was feeling a kind of way about situation. I was like, okay, I'm going to make a track called all right for some. Oh my gosh, rather that's than naming so it afterwards. So, and then I kind of guess I kind of tie in a visual identity to the titles yeah. of the tracks and stuff like that as well. I am fascinated by your creative process because it seems as if you just have a massive backlog of stuff that you push out as and when you can. So mm -hmm. for example, you, you were saying uh, before we started recording that you will take like a week and just do all of your making then. Yeah. And then I guess, like, I don't know, drip feed it to your fans? Mm-hmm. What fans? <laughs> <laughs> me, <laughs> me and my and me and my mum, who no, yeah. uh, thinks your name is genius. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like work best under pressure or when I have deadlines. If something's limitless, then I'm never going to finish anything. So mm. by setting myself a time frame where I'll do one thing, 
and then be like, that's that, I'm not going to go back to it for a long time, and if I do, it'll only be to edit something that I've noticed is really, really wrong with it, that's easiest for me to just get things done. A track that I clearly remember making from start to finish was Crossroads of this EP as well. And I made that between five and seven in the morning, so two hours. What the fuck? But I've made tunes in less than that and obviously way longer of space of yeah. time than that as well. But yeah, I, I actually worked best at that time as well. Like that's when I churn things out is between mm. that time. Cause like I should be going to bed right now, but I don't want to go to bed until I finish this. So I need to finish it. And it is, it is one of them as well where you're like, there is no one online to distract me right now. Like, There's no one. There is no news happening at this time. I think that's why I like that time yeah. of day as well, because it is just like, all you can really concentrate on is your own creative thing that you want to do at that mm. time. There's no distractions. When was it that you started listening? to grind because I like it's I can't... been around me whilst I was growing yeah. up like I grew up on Choice FM which is now Capital Extra mm. and um One Extra mm -hmm. like I grew up on that so I was listening to grind but I wasn't you're not old enough you're to actually take in what you're yeah. listening to and I'm young I was born in 97 yeah. so there's no way that in 2001 when I was three years old that I was realising what Dizzy Rascal and why yeah. you were doing with Grime. Like, it's like, we're kind of, I feel like my generation has romanticised the idea of Grime being alive during that period. Like, mm. we were all, like, at one o'clock club with our mums in the park. <laughs> like, we weren't listening to this stuff. Only when I was, like, yeah, in 2006, 2007, that's when mm. I started, like, realising what I was listening to. I think a really, really, like, good indicator of someone's like musical tastes um and i guess also like the point in time when they started like actively listening to music is the first piece of music that they bought the first album that i bought was maths and english by dizzy rascal in 2007. Mm. i remember waiting for it to come out and it being an HMV, and I wasn't actually allowed to buy it, so I had to like get my uncle to buy it for me because it had so much swearing on it, and I was nine, so I shouldn't have been <laughs> listening to it. And yeah, managed to persuade my uncle to buy it for me, and then like secretly peeled off the parental advisory sticker and took it home. Oh my god! And then one day, my dad wanted to listen to it. I used to listen to it in my Walkman. Oh my god! And then my dad went to listen to it, and then he heard like songs like suck my dick and pussy all and was like yeah you can't have this cd and confiscated it from me but oh my i obviously gosh. took it back yeah i was gonna ask like did <laughs> yes, you get it back i, I was back. i was like expecting that you would say something like yeah and then five years later i got it back no 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 no. i took it back almost instantly and put it in a different cd case oh my gosh that's so clever for a child <laughs> and also like and also like so stupid for an adult to like not realise that you done that. If I ever like pulled anything like that with my parents, then they would just like not even clock it because they'd be like, "Yes, my daughter would never do exactly, like that." Exactly. Yeah. When I was about, how old were you when you stopped primary school? Five. Yeah, ish. I went to. I had a friend. I'd always go to the house, and they had Sky, and they had an old brother. Oh. And he would that's watch Channel U. Oh, and okay. so I would go after school pretty much every single day to uh -huh. my friend's house and just watch Channel U and yeah. that's what got me into grime. Do you remember anything that like this older brother would play to you or say? It was say, a lot more or... what he wore. 
Oh my gosh. So, which is, I don't know if you look at my wardrobe now, like new era caps, like cartoon printed tracksuits, yeah. uh, merchandise. He had like a really nice collection of trainers, like Air Maxes. Hirachis were really in, but like in a way where they actually looked sick when you wore them, not um, in a yeah. way where it's like, yeah, dickheads and trainers like <laughs> now. But yeah, like he had like incredible pair of shoes, like collection of shoes. And the jewellery that he wore as well, like diamond earrings and stuff like that. Mm. Chains, yeah. Because granted that like, I got into grime in like, I don't know, like 2009? Mm -hmm. But even at that point, I just remember like everyone's style being like as important of an element than completely, music was. Completely. And everyone coming out with all of their like stupid merch as mm -hmm. well. Like I remember, I remember my brother paid like loads of money on shipping for a Pars R Us t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like talking about the way that fashion intersected with like yeah, culture yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is very very interesting looking at your extensive wardrobe it's on rails yeah and I know that you have like some absolute gems um in terms of like general merch yeah yeah, yeah. um so I've got a couple Dizzy Rascal merch t-shirts. I actually, going back to that phase of like, where your brother bought a Pars R Us t-shirt, I had a Dizzy Rascal t-shirt. This mm -hmm. was bonkers era's, era oh, okay. Dizzy Rascal. Um, I had that t-shirt. And then the reason why I started this collection is because I was trying to find that t-shirt again online because I just wanted it because why it was my favorite. I don't know, I don't, I think <laughs> never got rid of it, but I don't oh, know what happened to it. Oh, no. So I was just trying to find a t-shirt that was exactly the same as it and I found all the older stuff like when Dizzy started like Showtime era Dizzy so that's like 2004 and like started really pushing like Dirty Stank his label so it's like that merchandise that I like now and like I've noticed it just has a really nice visual aesthetic to it. Mm. Have you got like merch of any other artists? Yeah I've got some gig stuff I've got an SN1 t-shirt and uh, if you're talking the hardest t-shirt. I want... Wait, should I show you it? Oh, I'd love to see it. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of this t-shirt. <gasps> I can't believe that this is official merch. Yeah, it's... the spelling mistake it's as well. so shit, but I love it. Yeah, no, it's super nice and the back as well. Oh my god. A lot of it really reminds me of like those cheesy t-shirts that you get on holiday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is that, I think. Yeah. I think that's that element of like cheap production. I don't think it was ever to look tacky. I think it was just like, I want to make something that's my own and I want to brand it. Nike have got their stuff, you know, yeah. I want to have my own brand. But with most of these companies where you print t-shirts, unless you have someone super amazing that can design you a logo, all they've got basic fonts so a lot yeah. of t-shirts were just t-shirts that were text with in a basic font like impact yeah i was just about to, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say impact it's a shame that we never got anything in comic sans it's true but... actually i'm not mad at that like i feel like <laughs> impact was the right way to go no although i do want, i don't know i want to make comic sans happen like, i love i personally love comic sans I like so. i went to blackpool like about a year ago and the first thing that you see when you get to Blackpool is a sign in Comic Sans saying thank you for travelling with Northern Rail. <laughs> and I just love it. Like they have they have two, like so that's the 
first one, and then the other one says, like, enjoy your stay. That's great. Yeah, it was just such a nice welcome. I've actually used Comet Sans um, on the Calcifer Bongo Rally Mix yes, artwork. Yeah. yeah, for the track list. Yeah, oh. I want to make it happen, so yeah. but surely. Can you think of an artist that made you want to be an artist? Um, the reason why I wanted to become a producer is because of Timberland mm -hmm. and how he's kind of always had this stance in popular music of being a producer and an artist at the same time and made it very apparent that he is a producer and I've never seen any other artist really do that except for Kanye West but it's not as apparent mm. if you're looking at his commercial bodies of work unless you read into Kanye West you don't know what he's done behind the scenes yeah whereas Timberland was always very open about that in terms of putting out his work Timberland doesn't let you forget what he's produced he can't because he's constantly using his own vocals and yeah. everyone's beats. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, Which I love. Did there used to be a bar like next to Corsica? When would this have been? Like 2013. I was in school. An infant. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, I, I swear it was around that, and I remember one time like actually getting into a fight. With, uh, this is the story that I wanted to tell you, but I wanted to save. I, I got into like an actual fight with someone outside of a bar mm -hmm. um, because they said that they thought Timberland was overrated. And what and what did you say back? And I was like, just listing like Timberland's whole mm -hmm, discography, mm -hmm, and I was like, what do you think of that song? Hey. Yeah, and then what did, what did they say? I mean, after that, like. He literally still was just like, oh yeah, I still think he's overrated though. Well, I guess I it's just like, that annoying thing of people wanting to stick to what they said in the first place, even after yeah. and prove wrong. And I was literally just like, you have no taste. And I think I fell over as I was trying to strut away and look cool. <laughs> but I know that I... I think that's just a very 2013 thing to happen. Like, I feel like everyone was just like living their worst life in 2013. Anyone who was living their best life is not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we went through our worst lives in 2000. Oh my god, it was actually 2012, 2013. I was actually living my worst life. <laughs> my god. <laughs> we need to debunk the myth. I feel like it's a real thing. I feel like everyone did. Definitely me, yes. You? Yeah, 100%. You and like a lot up. of my friends. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, maybe I can do like a poll on. I might do it right now, I really do want to know. <laughs> oh my god. Because 2013 would have been my first year of uni, I just remember like so much music from then. Because I remember like going to Tiger Tiger and it was actually the only place that I like enjoyed going out because mm -hmm. they played like loads of trap and I was like, oh yeah, this is just what I listen to at my house. <laughs> but Everyone that I lived with absolutely hated it because <laughs> it was just full of like locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also like Tiger Tiger is terrible. I think it just speaks more for like the kinds of like experiences I was having in terms of going out. Do you know I... what? I've never been to a club like that before ever. <gasps> oh my gosh, wow. That's very, very interesting. My clubbing experience has very much been like going to like smaller spaces where yeah. like I know someone putting on an event or it's just been about friendships really and like going and supporting people that I know. I don't know like I feel like I would have enjoyed it if that had been my first ever clubbing experience but because it wasn't it just instantly became unappealing to me. Yeah that's fair enough. I mean I would say go if you want to hear 
like one time I was in a club like that and I heard like Justin Timberlake into Fetty Wap, into Beyonce, into Destiny's Child. But to be fair, that like I don't know if I want to go out and hear that. Like I will listen to that secretly at home. <laughs> Why even secretly? I don't know. Like not secretly, but like if anyone has me on Apple Music, they'll see like all the <gasps> different shit I listen to. But yeah. Oh, I used to be logged into my work Apple Music account just mm-hmm. like on my phone. And then when I realised, I was so embarrassed because everyone in the office knew that I'd spent like four hours on a Friday afternoon listening to Banger Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it pretty much every single Friday, mm. just like pop on some Banger Boys. <laughs> do you want to talk about some of the more embarrassing? Well, not embarrassing. I mean, look through what but... I've been listening to recently. None of, I'm not embarrassed about any of it. Got no I'm shame. To. I don't even think it's anything like shocking at the moment, mm. which is a shame. But... We're not going to fully explain. I've been to listening you. to a lot of Tyler Creator and Calvin Harris. Oh my gosh, which era, Calvin Harris? Ready for the weekend. Oh my god, do you remember when Calvin Harris like first jumped onto the scene? With uh, I think anyway, his like first hit was "I Get All the Girls, I Get All the Girls." Yes, I do, and yeah. um, it was it's acceptable, acceptable in the eighties. That was my favorite song. That, that was, was my favorite song. That was such a good song, and I mm. still love it. Like, can you do an edit of it, please? You, you're putting ideas into my head that will happen at yes. some point. I will make a note. What else? Sean Kingston. I listened to <gasps> Beautiful Girls the other day. Oh and Rihanna. Redhead Rihanna. Loud. Oh, I was listening to that album. Oh my god. Is that when she did, like, California King Bed? Yes, yes. Oh, and um, Etta Bond. Etta Bond's mm. one of my favourite singers from London, for uh-huh. sure. Are you dreaming of the collab? I would collaborate with Etta Bond for sure, for sure. I was listening to Etta Bond like 2013. My <gasps> my worst, my, living my worst life listening to Etta Bond on the tube. Oh, I wish that like more people could see what I was listening to. I think, or like I could see what more people were listening to. Yeah. Like um on MSN or like Blackberry Messenger where you could see what people were listening to and it come yeah. up as their status update. Spotify had that on Facebook briefly. If you had your accounts connected, yes, it yeah. used to post what you were listening to in Did the feed ever... at the side. I wish that that was still a thing. Did you ever on MSN like put a song on your computer but not actually listen to it just so that people would think that you were cool for listening to a song? No. Never. Um, but what I did do or when I had the EBM was like, play a specific song if I was in a certain mood and someone knew that I was in a certain mood <gasps> so that they would know that I was listening to it because of that. I used to um, I used to listen to music that I wasn't actually listening to and I used to like log in and log out. I used to log in and log out. And then like appear offline and appear online. I appear offline to this day. I feel so upset that I didn't even have one last chance to use MSN before it went. I don't remember what happened where it was the last time that I ever logged in. And Bebo as well. I was trying to look through, like, I was trying to find my Bebo profile and, like, loads of other ones I used to follow just because, like, the visuals on there are, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. And they've deleted all of them. They've deleted everyone's old blogs just because I guess it costs a lot of money to keep them there. Yeah, because do you remember, I remember, like, all of the Bebo skins. And they used to have some really, really you good You could make ones. your own, like, if you, like, were in, like, if you could code, like, you could make your own. Like, oh, I started real? making my own. Like, I had some crazy stuff. And you could also put, like, embed a YouTube video at the top of your profile. <gasps> so you could have a song play on your profile as people scored through it. Oh, my God. I had, like, end dubs. Better not waste my time or something <laughs> at oh, the top of my mind. 
was listening to N Dubs the other day. I was listening to N Dubs the other week. I listen to <laughs> N Dubs, I'll be in the mood. Like, I'll have a friend over and we'll be playing music and I'll be like, can we listen to some N Dubs, please? Like, I don't care. Like, I love N Dubs. And, like, post breakup N Dubs as well. Would you ever work with Teresa? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did Talisa ever do to you? Nothing, I just wouldn't want to work for her. I think that's the easiest no I've ever said to a collaboration <laughs> in my life, and it's not even potentially happening. I, I wonder whether part of the reason, or the main reason for not wanting to collaborate is that she is um, obviously going to be quite reluctant to come down from North London, and you're going to be quite reluctant yeah, I can't, I can't really be to going cross to... cross that river. Yeah, no, I can't do that. So I think, I think that's the problem. I think that's why I yeah. said no so quickly. Yeah, nothing to do with Talisa herself. Nothing, nothing at case. all. I just can't cross the border. Just in case she's listening. Yeah. I can't believe that Talisa invented Little Mix along with Kelly Rowland. <laughs> do, they, do they get paid off Little Mix? I don't think they so. They probably don't even have a stake in it. I feel so bad for Kelly Rowland. No, she's fine. She's got, she's no. got a lot, you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess we should be feeling more bad for Talisa, because what has she got really going on? For Talisa. Yeah. That's the thing though, that was like 2012, 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. That was a weird era of the whole world. The fact that Kelly Rowland and Talisa <laughs> were sat next to each other on a judging panel on British TV. That is strange. I mean, the fact that Talisa made it onto that panel. It's all just very, very wild. Well, no, actually it made sense because she was meant to be replacing Cheryl Cole and I can see why oh, that was meant, you know? It's like, like, it it's makes like, sense. It's like a version of Legend Stan Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Talisa, if any of that is staying in. Um. I don't know, I think it's like the funniest bit of the whole thing. <laughs> What I'm learning is that I've got shit chat. Um, <laughs> no, I think absolutely. I have never thought about how Little Mix got started by Talisa and Kelly Rowland. <laughs> so, just to round it all off, uh, talk us through the mix that you and HMRC gang have prepared for us. It's an HMRC All Stars mix with tunes from myself, Calcifer, Pound Shop Engine. Smarter Child and DJ Dexter. Would you say that it is representative of how you and the rest of the HMRC gang want to be entering 2019? I can't speak on behalf of other people, but I will say that it is a taste of what's to come. Calcifer has got an EP coming out at some point this year. Um, it's gonna be the release of Take My Love, Have My Love, oh. and three other instrumental <gasps> tracks as well because they've been in demand for a minute and he just wants to put them out there. So we're gonna do that. And I am looking to release some stuff as well. I don't know what it's gonna be, but yeah, that'll come out as well. Oh my gosh, well, I absolutely cannot wait. Thank you for chatting. Uh, thank I'm you honestly for having like, me. I'm honestly like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting me into your room and letting me have a look at all of your fancy clothes and just like accessories. And yes, now on with the mix. Are you ready, kids? Yeah, 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 yeah
Make it bang. Make it bang. 